Hello and welcome to Encounter Church Cape Town. We're so excited that you can join us for this message and we speak God's abundant blessing upon you, your families and all of your spheres of influence as you do so. Enjoy as you engage with God. <laughs> so, um, as, you, as you obviously know, so my family and I, we've just moved up from KZN, so took a bold step and packed up um, two kids, a granny, four cats and three dogs, and relocated to the Cape. <laughs> um, Two-day drive, but God's favor was really on the move and his hand was so in the process. So as a family, we really believe that um, we are meant to be in the Cape in this time so we're very excited to be here we've had such favor we've just seen him move and prayers answered and it was actually really easy despite it being quite overwhelming so yeah thank you brendan and peter and colin for trusting me in this space it really is an honor and a privilege for me to be able to to share with with our new family today so as brendan said um yeah I'm going to share with you on the gift of prophecy. And this is a prophetic house, so it's nothing new to you. Um, but it's it's something that I'm personally, as Brandon said, very, very passionate about and very excited about. Very because it's a journey that I've personally walked on. Amen. So that's that's kind of the, the, the platform where I'm sharing from today. Um, so just to give a little background and a little create a little bit of a, a platform where that's come from. So I didn't study theology. So my, my experience in the prophetic has been just really walking the journey, learning, spending time with Holy Spirit and Jesus. And then also I've got to give, I always believe in giving credit where credit is due. So I was very privileged to be on a prophetic team for about four years led by Kathleen Delahunt, and um, who has been very instrumental in pioneering the prophetic in South Africa. So for a very long time, the churches in South Africa were not open to the prophetic. So there's been some key people in South Africa that have really pushed through and really pioneered and opened up the prophetic in the churches, which is why we can now really, really experience it today. So, um, yeah, I've been under her teaching and her mentorship for probably about the past nine years. So really my, my theology behind the prophetic I have to give her credit for because I've, I've learned it from her. Yeah. So I've got to honor her in that space. So when I was praying, so Colin asked, spoke to me a couple of weeks ago and he mentioned um, or asked if I would like to share. So I started praying into the space because it's a Holy Spirit Amen. moment, right? Um, so I felt I needed to start with this, this scripture. Um, so it's Ephesians 4, 7 to 13, and it says, But to each one of us grace has been given, as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all unite in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So that scripture refers to the fivefold ministry. So you, you are born an apostle or you are born a prophet. 
you are born a pastor or a teacher or an evangelist. So it's your DNA. It's, your, it's who you are. It's your identity. And it's the call on your life. Yeah. So the fivefold ministry is here to serve the church and to build up the body of Christ. And each one of the fivefold ministry has a specific role in the church to make it a whole body as such. All right? So the fivefold is there to equip the people um, and to raise up the church. But I'm not going to unpack the fivefold today. I could, because it's also a subject I'm very passionate about, and I can talk a lot about the fivefold, but we don't have time for that. But the reason why I felt to share that scripture today was to establish some identity in the room. And I know that Brendan touched on the fivefold ministry last weekend. Last, yeah, and I missed that because I was doing Kidsman. Um, so he spoke about the office. So if you're called into the office of an apostle, so yes, then you carry that. That um, we don't want to call it a title, but it's the office of the apostle. But if you are not called into the body of the church in that position, you still carry the characteristic of an apostle. So then you would be a leader or wherever you're at, because the apostles, you have certain characteristics. That's how the fivefold is defined, certain characteristics. So that is, that is in you, it's your DNA. And you can still have that vision and that leadership, that characteristic, wherever you're at. Yeah. You don't have to just keep it for one hour on a Sunday. Yeah. Preferably <laughs> not. Because then you're trying to be someone you're not, right? So, so the reason why I felt God, and I wrestled with that scripture, I went backwards and forwards with God a lot on that, and I said, I've taught a lot on the prophetic, this isn't that, that space, but anyway, so I trusted him, and I felt that he said to me that, you know, and I've experienced it in a lot of the workshops that I've held, that people, some people feel that the minute that they have a prophetic gifting, it automatically makes them a prophet, Amen. or they feel that they have to be a prophet in order to be prophetic. But that's not really the case. So let's let's have a look at what the word says about the gift of prophecy. And two weeks ago, Brandon shared the same scripture. So I had already had this scripture downloaded in preparation for today. So there's definitely some weight on the scripture that God is trying to say in this season. So if we can go to, if you want to, uh, share, go with me to Acts 2, verse 17 to 18. And it says, And it will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all people. Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I will even pour out my spirit on my servants in those days. Both men and women, they will prophesy. So in that scripture, it speaks about the young, it speaks about the old, and it speaks about men and women. So basically, the gift of prophecy is for everybody. So you don't have to be a prophet. There is no age distinction. So if you never prophesied and you're in your 80s, there's still time. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And there is no gender distinction. <laughs> Yay for that. So one of the reasons why... Um, I do kids' ministries, not because I think I'm a really good teacher, but it's because, as, as Brendan mentioned earlier, is to connect the kids to the Holy Spirit and to their gifting, Amen. to help them find their identity, Amen. to call them out into that, and to set them on the path to their destinies. Amen. 
And so one of the plans that we have on, in the Kids Encounter team, we used to do it um, quite a bit at Hillside, is to have a Kids Encounter morning. And um, what we do is we actually set up stations where we connect the kids to a Holy Spirit moment. And it is amazing what comes out of there. The little ease, they connect. They have a download. They have a, an amazing encounter with Holy Spirit. They, they flow in the prophetic. They pray for one another. There is healing released in that room. And it is so exciting to see. And so that is our heart to, to release in kids' encounters. So watch that space. Amen. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. And you know what the, what the word, what I love about the kids is that they, there's no filter. So they, they, just, they just flow as they see it. As adults, there's always this check. I'm going nuts. They're going to think I'm weird. Um, they, we try and overanalyze everything. The kids, there's none of that. It's so cool to see. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch the kids flow in that gifting. Um, yeah, so going back to the, the gift of prophecy. So how does one get it? So the first how is you actually just have to ask for it, right? You have to desire it, and you have to ask for it. And the second how is to partner with the Holy Spirit. Mm. So in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 11, it says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between Spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. So most of the above gifts that were mentioned in that, that scripture are all kind of linked to the prophetic. The only gift in that list that is really for yourself is the gift of, um, of tongues. Every other gift in that, in that scripture is actually for you to give away to somebody else, right? So the message um, of wisdom and knowledge that it mentions in that scripture is also a prophetic word. So unpack that a little bit. So the message of wisdom would be a word for the present. A message of knowledge is a word that has already happened in a person's life. And the word of prophecy tells of things to come. So it's a future word. So the, the word also says, for we know in part. So that is why it's really cool to plug into a prophetic community because one person may be given the word of knowledge for now yeah. for the same person and someone else may be given the word of prophetic, a prophetic word for the future for that person. So that is all we really need to do is ask for the gift and partner with the Holy Spirit. So when I was um, at Hillside, I was also on the, the counseling and prayer ministry team. So the prayer ministry team is a little bit like Sozo. So we don't do the ministry. Holy Spirit does the ministry. And we just facilitate the process. So you need a little bit of a gift of prophecy in that, in that space. And also just to be sensitive to what Holy Spirit is doing in the room. And we always partner up. And often, probably 98% of the time, we'll go into a session with a client that's coming in and we have nothing. We have no idea where this is going. We have no idea where we're taking this, this counseling session. 
But we go in because we know, without a shadow of a doubt, Holy Spirit is going to show up in that space. And He is going to be so faithful to that person who has just stepped in looking for healing and looking for an encounter with Holy Spirit. And all we need to do is make ourselves available, discern what's, what's going on in the Spirit, and gently guide the person to connect with Holy Spirit. So when I first met Colin, it was probably about six years ago, we were doing prophetic booths at one of the, the conferences at Hillside. So the sort of layout is there's three of us in a booth and the, the people that are at the conference can put their name down and they, they show up for a prophetic word. You don't know these people from a bar of soap. You don't know where they come from. And I would normally be working and would do it in my lunch hours, so I'd arrive all rushed and flustered and step into the prophetic booth with nothing. So I haven't, I haven't been spent time soaking flowers, um, but I know without a shadow of a doubt that I just need to make myself available and Holy Spirit's going to show up. And we just, yeah, we just surrender our, our, our mind and our mouth to the Holy Spirit and He does the ministry. So that is very exciting and I love that. I love doing that in teams and see how, how the Holy Spirit unpacks a word for somebody. So even standing up here today, I can only do this because I know Holy Spirit's going to show up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so to go back to the first scripture I shared about the fivefold ministry, just to be clear. So the core is our identity. It's who we are. The gifts which come from the Holy Spirit is our, our ability and it's what we do. So why the gift of prophecy? So it's easy to understand the gift of teaching or a gift of serving because that's a tangible thing. Yeah. It's something that you can see something that is very needed. So in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, it says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Also in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 to 4, it says the person who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and consolation. The person who speaks in another tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. So if you look at the Greek word prophesia, I think that's how you say it, it means speaking the mind and counsel of God. Speaking forth on behalf of another and being a spokesman. So prophecy is subject to the will of God, not the will of man, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So if I'm asked for a prophetic word and I don't have anything, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to make it up as I go. I can only release a prophetic word if Holy Spirit has something or if there's the will of God to release a prophetic word for that person. So a prophetic word connects a person to the heart of God. So it's meant for strengthening, for encouraging and comforting. So it's not for you. So when you ask for the gift of prophecy, it's not for you. I never get a prophetic word for myself. Amen. That's why it's good to plug into a, a prophetic community. Because often Holy Spirit will show you something for yourself, but you almost need a prophetic confirmation from somebody else that you trust. Yeah. So obviously, though, there is a responsibility. You know, when we are speaking or we are releasing a prophetic word, and we are speaking the heart of God. So Proverbs 18 verse 21 
says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So 1 Peter 4 verse 11 says, If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. So the, a couple of checks, it must always release life. It must release hope. It should build up a person. And ask, we should ask ourselves, is it going to connect that person right to the heart of the Father? It does not bring shame. It does not bring judgment. And it does not bring condemnation. So I just want to go back quickly to that one scripture I mentioned about, um, uh, I spoke about in Corinthians, where it talks about the gifts of discerning of spirits. So that is uh, linked a bit to a prophetic gift. And there are people that whose, whose eyes are open to see into the demonic and to pick up the discerning spirits. Um, and I would encourage you, if you do, if you are a seer, to come along somebody who is experienced in that. And, um, yeah, especially for the parents, open your ears to your kids, mm -hmm. listen to how they speak. Um, if they talk about seeing spirits or something in the room, or they have night terrors, um, feel free to connect them with me, and I'll walk a journey with them. But I would encourage you not to engage unless you really know, and you've had some sort of teaching or counselling or training in that area. And also... So if you are picking up a spirit of addiction on somebody, it's not really full of grace to go up to that person and say, I really see you struggling with a spirit of addiction. Can I pray for you? You know, you're gonna, you've got to, sometimes it's just that God is showing you that that's what's binding that person. And for you to have the knowledge to pray and pray for that person to see it for themselves. Yeah? And then you, you guide them gently to the truth. Um, so I have spoken... A lot, well, mostly on the on the prophetic words uh, or gift being released in words, um, and a lot of people <laughs> they they are shut to the, the gift of prophecy because they think it's all about standing up in church and releasing a word in in sun, on a, in Sunday or having to go up to somebody and give them a word, but it's not only about that. So there are many ways to release the gift of prophecy. So there's prophetic dancing. So there are gift that, uh, people that are anointed with uh, prophetic dancing, but as they dance, they open up, up the heavens. There's prophetic poetry, prof prophetic painting, and prophetic photography. So a very good friend of mine, Karen, she's a prophetic photographer. And there's a lot of power in something tangible and uh, visual that's up, that has a prophetic anointing on it. Because it's permanently releasing that prophetic word into the spiritual realm. Yes. So I love that. Um, often at our workshops, we get the guys to do prophetic collages with a word attached to it. And it's, it's, it's really something to hold on to. At Hillside, when the, when the grade sevens used to graduate to um, high school, the, the teachers, we used to pray for the kids. And we used to teach the, uh, uh, choose a prophetic image one of, from one of the photographs with a word and give it to them in a frame um, so that r reminds them of who they are, who God says they are, you know, as they go into their next season. So I, I really want to encourage you guys to, to step into and release the prophetic word in your own gifting and in your own style. Karen, my friend Karen 
and I, we, we are both prophetic, but we hear the prophetic words differently and we release the gifting differently. So we can't all be Chris Valaton or um, all those guys. Release it the way that you've given it in your own unique way. Um, yeah, so in, in teaching the work, workshops and in ministering and that, I often get asked the question, but how do I know it's God's voice? How do I know it's God speaking to me and not my own imagination? So if we look at John 10 verse 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice. So this scripture really helps discern, helps me to discern when I'm hearing something or seeing something. Because I know his voice. I know how he speaks. Amen. And I know his heart. Also in, in prayer ministry or, or ministering to others, I've often heard comments like, um, no, but God has told me that I'm being punished because I was in drugs or something. So that is not the Father's heart. So it's something for us to also be, be aware of when we are releasing a word to somebody. That is not how God speaks. And that, so... What we, what we used to do in a prayer ministry session is, so we would help that person identify the lie, and we would gently guide them to the heart of the Father, and then ask Holy Spirit to release the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So hearing God's voice, though, is not the only way He speaks to us. I mean, I see in pictures, mostly. So you could see a vision or a picture. You could hear a voice. So when God is speaking to me directly, I hear his voice very loudly because mm. he knows that's how I, I need to listen. You may see just a word or you may see a scripture. You may just have a feeling. You may just have a knowing of what that person needs to hear. Or you could have a prophetic dream. So there's, there's another check that we need to check in with, with Holy Spirit before we release a word. So sometimes God will release a word for a person but it's not for you to release in that moment. So I have a two-way conversation all the time and I'll be like, is this for now? Do I wait? And I, I know myself, I get this feeling, I know that I've got to either wait or it's a word for now. And then I'll continue to pray into that word. So either God will give me the opportunity to see that person again, but in the interim, God's either preparing that person's heart for that word or he's still got something to add to it. So I am very quick to check in, and I don't move until I know I need to move. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I just want to encourage you is to have the courage. Have the courage to share it, um, even when it doesn't make sense. So just know that God knows that person's heart intimately. And Holy Spirit is so faithful. And it's not about giving an accurate word. It's not about being perfect and getting it right. It's actually about the condition of your heart and stepping out in faith and knowing that something is going to land in that person's heart and they are going to have an encounter with Jesus. And it might not make sense to them in that moment, but somewhere along the line they're going to be like, gosh, that person said that. Yeah, so just trust that. time. So just to close off, I want, I want to share one of my favorite prophetic stories with you. And I share this often. So when I was on the prophetic team with, with Kathy, um, they often used to 
uh, travel to Joburg or to Bloemfontein. Um, and I didn't go with on this particular trip because I was working. Um, but the one lady, um, her name's Judy. So they went, they were visiting a very sort of um, farm area with the big Afrikaans farmers. And they were ministering to these guys. And they, the, the group of the, the ladies were really praying for this one, one farmer, but he was not having any of it. He was shut. He was standing like this. He ain't budging. He's like, I'm not having any of this prophetic stuff. And he was completely like, just do what you want to, I ain't moving. And they were praying and they were prophesying and they were really, really, really hungry for this guy to be set free. And he's like, oh, none of this. Judy was pacing up and down at the back of the room and she was praying and praying and praying. And she kept on getting this one word. And she was wrestling with God. She's like, Lord, this is really weird. I can't go tell him this one word. It's going to make no sense. And she thought eventually, she was like, stuff it. She pushed through the people. She got to the Afrikaans guy who was standing like this. And she looked at him and she said, crocodile. And turned around and walked away. <laughs> with which... This big burly Afrikaans guy broke down into tears. He sobbed and he sobbed and he sobbed. He was on his knees, he wept. He was able to he was <laughs> able to minister to him. It unlocked his heart to hear what they had to say, and they heard what it meant to him afterwards. Only only he knew in his heart that growing up his whole life the one thing he wanted to be was like Crocodile Dundee. He had said that to nobody. Nobody knew that, but God knew that. And it was a one word that made no sense to anybody in the room, but it made sense to that, that one guy. And he was able to have an amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit that day. So yeah, just to encourage you, when it doesn't make sense, it probably does make sense to that person. So to summarize, so the gift of prophecy is for everyone. All you have to do is ask for it and use what is unique to you. Own your gifting, own it. Trust in the gift and trust in the Holy Spirit because he is always, always going to show up. Yeah. Are there any questions in the room before we kick into a bit of a response time. Is everyone good? I know this is probably not new to this room. Um, yeah, so so as I was praying, I just felt into the space um, that the gift of prophecy and the prophetic has really come under a beating over the last while. Um, we've all been forced to walk around with masks over our mouths. Um, so it's muffled our voices, we can't speak. And the prophetic has come under a bit of a, a knocking. So I just felt to, to put some questions out. I don't know if you want to put some music on in the background or I don't know. Yeah. You good with that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here's my gift. <laughs> yeah, it's the gift of um, technology. <laughs> Thank you, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to put some, some things that I felt.